Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me on Invest Talk this Friday afternoon, November 16th. And for those of us in the West, the weekend is almost here. I mean, I guess I could say it's here. I mean, after the show, I'm, I'm done, and I like doing this show, so I don't feel like it's working. And I'm counting down to Thanksgiving, six days left. I'm Steve Peasley, and I welcome you to Invest Talk. You know, on our website, we put uh, we make it very, very clear. Invest Talk is all about a commitment to reason and common sense to help you, guide you in making reasonable and common sense decisions, and help you learn how to do it. And it's true. That's our commitment. That's what I want to do. So I welcome your calls and questions at eight 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 ninety nine chart. There's a big number that caught my attention recently, $237.1 billion. You know what that came from? $237 billion. That's how much cash Apple Computer has. $237 billion in cash. Just cash. Now, the stock uh, Apple has been going down, just like a lot of the FANG stocks and a lot of the market, but they have a huge cash hoard a huge war chest of cash to use to do whatever they want to do with it. Now, what should they do with it? Should they buy other companies, make some acquisitions? You know, should they pay a big dividend? You know, it's hard to know. I did notice, and I mentioned yesterday, Warren Buffett added his, his position of Apple Computer. Apple has fallen down. What was their, let's see, what was their high? Right around $230 was their high in October, and today are $193. Okay, so $37 off of $200 is what? About 15 16%? That's where it's off its high, 15 16%. Is it a good buy? You know, if you're a long-term holder, you can buy Apple. You really can't. You know they're going to open up a, a kind of a second. Uh, they're going to spend billions of dollars here in the U.S. They say over the next five years, like three hundred fifty billion dollars here in the United States. Uh, they're going to bring back some of this cash hoard back from overseas. They also announced plans to uh, to create twenty thousand new jobs here in the United States. Now, I don't know, and they're going to build a new campus. But I don't know if that twenty thousand jobs is. Because of how they say it, create 20,000 jobs. They didn't necessarily hire 20,000 people. So I'm, I am, I guess I'm a cynic. I always look for, well, why don't you just say you're going to hire 20,000 people, but instead of saying create, well, that kind of leads me to believe maybe you aren't hiring them, but you're opening up, uh, you're opening up some opportunities for other companies to hire people because you're bringing back some of your production here. Something like that, you know. Interesting. I like Apple. I think it's a great American story. And of course, there was plenty of market news today. And of course, I will get to that. And Friday is our premium newsletter day. And I'm going to talk about highlights of that, of the newsletter I sent out this morning. 
But before we get to all that, how don't we go ahead and get to a caller? 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Art in Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. Trying to stay out of the smoke. Um, I just wanted to find out about uh, applied materials because I noticed they had like a uh, drop in um, earnings, I guess, and uh, their forward-looking is not that great. But I wanted to – I was starting to look at it in the uh, low 30s. And right now it's about mid 30s. So I was just wondering uh, a good uh, entry point at this stage. It, yeah, the sales growth has kind of fallen off a cliff. They were growing, they, the quarter, July quarter, they grew 19% in sales. And then the quarter before that, April quarter, is 29%. But this most recent quarter, they only grew 1%. And of course, that started, the, the stock started to fall back in March. And now I think it looks like it's trying to find a bottom right in this low 30s. It got down to about 31 and a half, and now it's 35. And it's been it get that got down to the beginning of the first day of November is when it would hit that hit that bottom. It's been going kind of sideways. So you know how I like that art. It looks like it's trying to find bottom. It's going to make four dollars and eighty-seven cents next year. It's a thirty-five dollar stock. So that's pretty. It's a pretty reasonable PE ratio. I mean, we're down to what eight, seven, eight, and of course it's cyclical. Applied materials manufacturers, you know, etching, cleaning equipment. So for other computer chip companies to make computer chips, so uh, it might be. I think it might have been beat up enough, Art. This might be a good place to buy it. It's, it's oh, awful cheap. Yeah, NVIDIA is another one that got, they got beat up. Yeah, so, uh, they, the, uh, yeah. Well, a lot of tech stocks got really beaten up. So there might be some buys in there. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of eyeing Apple again where it, it's fallen, you know, 15, 17%. Not as bad as these, but uh, I'm hoping I'll get a little bit better price. But thanks for the call. I appreciate yeah. it. Take care of yourself. Have a good weekend, Art. The KPP Premium Newsletter uh, newsletter out today is, once again, full of solid information, as I do it every week. I try to put that solid information there. And in the first section, market conditions sections, I explained it appears we are in for a retest of the lows of October for stock prices. And I said, so far in 2018, we've had two corrections, the one in February, and that reached 10%, and this most recent one also falling 10%. We could very well go deeper than 10%. And as a reminder, normal corrections range from 10 to 20%. We just have not seen one of near 20% for a very long time. You think over 20% is considered a bear market. That's that how I started that newsletter. Now, the last bear market we had was in 2008. The market dropped about 50%. I don't expect that in our next bear market. I don't think so. But that was during that financial crisis. I don't think we are going to be in a financial crisis. It doesn't look like we're going to. That's where anything is building as a problem in the financial. Not here in the United States, anyways. Maybe in China, but not here in the United States. Technically, also, I mentioned in the newsletter, we're still in a bull market. Even though 2008, 2018 certainly hasn't given us any, any kind of return. But technically, we're still in a bull market. So, and I mentioned the two catalysts that we talked about yesterday that could push the market higher in the newsletter. In the portfolio management section, 
talked about analyzing the company and how complex and difficult. And the first things you look are the fundamentals. And there's two kinds of fundamentals, qualitative and quantitative. And I briefly describe what those are. And some, some, it's pretty difficult. Doing the, analyzing the company is difficult. It's not simple. It's difficult. Uh, and, of course, I had a couple of stock ideas in there. I always have those. And, uh, you know, I also talk about uh, something to go, something about consumer, consumer, uh, uh, something, consumer safety, consumer products, consumer purchasing, something in there. Investing is complex, everybody. It, it really d does take a lot of work. So if you're interested in the premium news, the KPP premium newsletter, I, I would suggest you go take a look at our website. That's where you can pick it up and buy it. Uh, if you want to subscribe, I get you, I get that premium newsletter out every Friday. I make a pretty di pretty diligent effort to make sure it goes out Friday morning. Go to investtalk.com to subscribe, everybody. Now, invite your investing questions, 888-99-CHART. I'm Steve Peasley, and this is Friday. The weekend is coming up very fast. But now I'm ready for Take Your Calls, 888-99-CHART. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. Head over to investtalk.com and read about the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. In particular, you should consider balanced income. It gives investors an ideal blend of growth and interest. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's taking your questions live. 888-99-CHART. Hi guys, thank you in advance for uh, pulling my question. I'm new to the show, podcasting, uh, the, the whole nine, um, early 30s. A question I have about $24,000 in a 401k that I've invested heavily into just foreign. After listening to a few of your shows, it uh, seems the foreign's not quite the way to go, and especially in the banking atmosphere. And then looking at the investments that it's vested in, it all seems to be in the finance. It's diversified a little bit. But wondering, can I take that out and start investing it myself and start making my own portfolio, as I feel encouraged to do after listening to several of your podcasts? Or do I leave it there and just reinvest it, you know, uh, in a more conservative uh, way or even not conservative, but something other than what it's in? So thank you uh, in advance again. Uh, I look forward to hearing the response. So no, you do not take it out, okay? Uh, once you put money in a 401k, it has to stay in a 401k, a tax-deferred account, if you're still working for that company. When you stop working for that company, you then can roll that into an IRA, roll a 401k into an IRA account, and then you can do whatever you want with it. And a 401k, you only have the limited choices of whatever your employer offers you to buy. And they're usually a number of mutual funds to buy. And yes, you don't put 100% in the foreign markets. Never, ever, 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 ever do that again. And don't put it in just one sector like, you know, financials. Never, ever, ever do that either. So what you do is you sell what you have 
Um, and you could keep maybe 5% in foreign, 5 to 10% of that whole amount in foreign investment, just in case. But you then roll it into, you know, but uh, roll it into like an S&P 500 or a large cap value fund. I don't know what they offer you, what funds you can pick. But stick with large cap, mid cap value funds. If, and you probably have a couple of choices in there somewhere. And uh, don't, uh, when you, you can go to cash too. So you can sell what you have now, uh, sell it back at least 90% of it, go to cash, and then dollar cost average that money back in over time, over the next couple, three months, file back in. Now, when we go into recession and you lose money, keep putting money in it all the time. Don't worry about it. As long as you have a good diversified portfolio, you will be fine. You'll be fine. Now, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about health savings account. Try to give you some pros and cons of that. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good vehicle, I think we should talk about. I want to talk about um, all the ways you can mess up your 401k, we, since this guy just called. So what are the other things you can screw up about it? We'll talk about that. Household debt. Do you know how much it is? How big it is? And did you hear what the Chicago Fed President Charles Evans said about interest rates, the Fed funds rate today? We'll talk about that. Three out of ten families are financially unhealthy. Uh, I'm sorry, three out of ten are healthy, seven out of ten are unhealthy. Three out of ten are, are healthy, seven out of ten are unhealthy. There was a survey, 5,000 American families. What does that mean? Remember, I, I, it was a few weeks ago, I went over another series that surveyed and asked the same kinds of questions. So those are going to be the issues we're going to talk about. The market was mixed today. The Dow was up 124. It took a while for it to decide what it wanted to do, but it ended up being up 124. The NASDAQ down 11 points. That's pretty small. And the S&P up six. Mixed, but kind of leaning on the upside. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for listening. Please tell your friends and family members about the program. I would love to have them be part of the team. You know, you can you can listen to it anytime you want on demand on by, through podcasting. Go to investtalk.com and you can sign up. The phones are now open. I'm ready for your calls and questions. Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. Head over to investtalk.com and read about the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's taking your questions live. 888-99 chart. 888-992-4278. So what do you guys want to talk about? How about if we talk about I ask that rhetorically, obviously, because we're going to talk about HSAs. Okay, and those are health savings accounts. Health savings accounts. Okay, try to think of them like a, an IRA, but for paying for medical expenses. Okay, and that's all you can use them for, by the way, paying for medical expenses. That is not covered under insurance. And, of course, there's rules. There's certain rules that you've got to follow, but they're not very complex rules. Um, for instance, uh, uh, it, you have to be covered under a high deductible health plan, 
So it was a high deductible health plan. It's about $1,700 to $2,700 deductible per year. That's a high deductible health plan, which most of us have, right? Uh, you can't be covered by any other high deductible plan. You can have two. Uh, you can't be enrolled in Medicare. And you can't be claimed as a dependent on someone else's tax return. If those you meet those criteria, then you can do it. But you just got to be careful and make sure you, you, you meet those criteria. So what are the advantages? Well, it's tax deductible. Whatever you put in the HSA is tax deductible. So that's great. All the growth in the HSA as you invested over the years, let's say you don't spend the money. All that growth is not taxed as well. But remember, you got to pay, you got to use this money to pay health care that's not covered. Um, if you have, you, know, you can roll, each year you can roll it over so it can grow. You can roll each year's contributions. I think the limit's like $5,000 like an IRA. And if you if your health if you get you get your health insurance plan gets canceled and you, you have to go and buy another one, the HSA is, it still remains available. Okay, so those are the now some of the disadvantages. Um, if you take this money out and spend it on something else, twenty percent penalty. Twenty percent. So think about that. Uh, after age 65, you will owe taxes on money. If you withdraw funds, you will owe taxes after age 65, but you don't own the penalty. So after age 65, you can start taking that money out, but you're going to have to pay taxes like a regular IRA. You got to keep records. Okay, we all have to keep records. That that There's not a lot of negatives, really. Not really. So that's what HSS says. I just gave you a really short thumbnail sketch of an HSA, but they are a pretty decent uh, vehicle, you know, and a lot of people are, more and more people are using them. Now, I also get a wide variety of investing finance questions on this show and after hours during our 24-hour, 7-hour days a week on our listener line. Same number as when we're live, 888-99-CHART. So here's a call that came in earlier. Hey, Steve. It's Carl from Philadelphia. Uh, last night's show, uh, in response to a caller's question about utilities, you stated that you really felt there will not be three rate hikes next year. I hope you're right, Steve, but I, I respectfully have to disagree with you. Look, you know a lot more about this than I do, but I think you're overlooking one key point, and that's Jerome Powell, the non-economist who made it clear that he doesn't care about what the markets do. And unfortunately, I think the president's public criticism of him makes it worse because he'll want to be known as the Fed who bravely fought off inflation and defiantly stood up to Donald Trump, at least subconsciously. So unless we have a bear market or a recession next year, in which case maybe Mr. Powell gets replaced. I'm willing to bet you one share of Apple stock that we will get three rate hikes. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, thanks for the show. Great show, Steve. Bye-bye. Well, I think, I don't know, maybe I misspoke. I'm hoping we don't get three rate hikes, and I think we may not get three rate hikes because I think they're pushing us into a recession. 
but I know they've said they're clearly going to do three like three rate hikes, and even uh, the Chicago Fed President Charles Evans mentioned there might be it might be more based on what he was saying today. Four four hikes based on what he was saying today. I'll talk talk about that a little bit more, but yeah. I think that you're right. I think that the odds are pretty strong that will be three-way kites, but I'm thinking they might push us into a recession faster than anybody wants to happen. So we know they're going to do a rate hike probably here in December, right? That's pretty much baked in. So the next rate hike will be February. I'm pretty sure they'll do that too. They might postpone the following one, but then do it again. But as we get later and later into the year next year, it's, I think it's going to become more clear that there's cracks developing in the economy. The Fed has gotten it wrong so many times in history, and I've said that repeatedly, that they keep raising rates right into the next recession, and then they turn around and start lowering them. Frustrating as heck for me. I, and I, I'm not saying that I know better, but, you know, I just look at the evidence in the past and I can't understand why they can't look at their own actions in the past and say, you know, hey, you know, we tend to do this. We tend to raise rights right into the recession. We got to stop doing that. How come they can't learn that lesson? Monday on the Vest Talk with medium credit card household debt at 2300 Many families need to find a way to reduce their financial obligations. That's Monday. 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Y-Charts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YChart is a fraction of the cost of something like Bluebird Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get Y charts. Steve and Justin thank the Invest Talk listeners who made time to sit down with Steve recently in San Jose. 
If you missed out on the opportunity for your no-cost portfolio review with Steve, go to investtalk.com. Then over the InvestTalk menu link, scroll down to Portfolio Review. You've got finance and investment questions. Steve is here and you can get unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to our friend John in Santa Cruz. How are you doing, John? Good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, so um, I own some SNH, and it went down mm-hmm. about almost 5% today. I'm not quite sure why, but I've seen it do this before. Um, I'm wondering, uh, I'm thinking about buying more because of the dividend. And I wonder what you think. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to read senior housing property trust earnings conference. Well, I probably had. No, it couldn't have been that. No, John, I don't know why it's falling so hard. Went from 16 down to 14 in three days. I mean, that's pretty hard for senior housing property, everybody, SNH. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns and acquires and leases senior housing properties in 42 states in Washington. And REITs normally come under pressure when the Federal Reserve is raising rates. Okay, that's it's not uncommon for them because, remember, they're borrowing money and buying property, senior housing property. But as far as the dividend, John, the dividend is now about 11% on a $14 stock. So that means it's a dollar, a dollar eleven, and they make a dollar seventy-eight. So the dividend seems pretty secure to me. Okay. You know, so I don't think I don't think, and the cash flow is a dollar seventy-nine. So uh-huh. it's hard for me to see that they can't afford to pay that dividend. Remember, they got to pay 90% of their earnings out in the dividend anyways. And, and to make 11%, that it'll be more than 11% actually if they continue to earn. And they've been very consistent about making that kind of money over the years, going all the way back to 2011. Yeah, I think they can afford okay. it, John. Uh, they seem like a pretty solid company and they should be able to maintain that dividend. Appreciate the call. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's a 3.3 billion dollar company, so it's a it's kind of on the smaller side, but it, it's uh, small to mid cap. It's kind of on the cusp of a mid cap company, which yeah, I, I think this is a good buy point. I might wait a few days to make sure it stops falling. But let's go to Vitaly in Atlanta. How you doing, Vitaly? We're good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have a question about EIX. Um, I was wondering if that's a utility you'd recommend holding um, long-term. No. (laughs) Not because I don't like utilities. I do like utilities. Remember, this is the utility that's related to uh, the fires out here in California. And a holding company providing electric utilities services to 5 million customers in California, 50,000 square mile square mile area. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm nervous about this fire because it's done so much damage, Vitaly, uh, Vitaly, and so and so many people have died from it. I don't know if Pacific Gas Electric (PCG) can afford to pay, and I'm not sure if Edison International 
another electric company in the same kind of area, it, I don't. I just want, think it'd be wiser to find another another uh, utility away from these fires, and we have several of them, and they've done much better than these companies. So I wouldn't buy it. I would not. Okay. Okay. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, Vitaly. It looks cheap. See, that's why you know it's so attractive. Say, hey, well, they're making good money, and uh, the PE ratio is only eleven. I think it's a value trap. I think you're getting trapped into that. And I don't want to be trapped. Stock has been falling from $70 a share down to $54 a share one in a week and a half. Nope. Don't want to. I already got killed with PCG. I don't want to think about doing it again. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay. Household debt. Household debt right now. It's 86% of the disposable household income, disposable household income, 86%. In the peak of the recession, the Great Recession back in 2008, it was 116%. So we are not nearly as indebted as we were. And so this might be mean healthy, healthy consumer, a consumer that's not too frightened or too so far in debt that any little thing could frighten him and stop him from spending. Remember, our economy is driven by the consumer and the consumer spending. Total debt, total amount of debt carried by and by households in the United States is $13.5 trillion with a T. That's about the size of our whole economy, by the way. I think it might be $16 trillion. I, I'm not, I don't remember exactly. That's up, by the way, 1.6% from quarter to quarter. That's 17 months in a row of increased total debt. In the last quarter, car loans debt increased $27 billion. Credit card balances rose $15 billion. Student loans uh, debt went up $37 billion in the last quarter. Now, student debt, you know, is odd the way, you know, because of the year and when you borrow money to pay for college and all that stuff. Some courses it's up big, some not. But, um, so... I don't want to, it's a lot of money, but I don't want to say it's dangerous money. I, I wouldn't say that. The student loan part might be, but, you know, auto loans and credit card balances going up. You know, we've got full employment. we got consumers that are very happy. Uh, I'm not thinking it's a problem at this stage. Not yet, anyways. And I wanted to mention, you know, I would talk about Chicago Fed, President Charles Evans, uh, and we were talking about earlier, you know, when the caller called in about how many interest rate increases are going to happen next year. Well, he said in a speech that he feels that interest rates, the Fed funds rate, should be slightly above neutral. What does that translate into? Three to four, ter- three to four increases at a quarter percent each next year. Because right now, today, the Fed funds rate is 2.25. If they raise another quarter point in December, that's 2.5. What's neutral? 2.75 to 3%? And he thinks it should be slightly above neutral. Huh. Guy's crazy. See, the Fed is fighting inflation, right? And I I think uh, maybe, maybe I'm just... I can't see it. I, I see some inflation, but I don't see inflation being a problem. They see it as a problem at 2.5%. But I don't. Why? 
two and a half percent, pretty low. But they see it as a problem, and they think they see building inflation. When I look around the world and I look at the deflationary cycles we see in Europe and the, the, the falling or the shrinking of the growth rate in China and the battles with trade, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of inflation out there, a lot of pressure for inflation. Here in the United States, yes, we have pressure because we've got full employment. we got pressure you know, from that point of view. But even then, you're looking at the numbers, they're not out of whack. Anyways. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peace. I'll stop whining. <laughs> I'll stop whining, okay? And this is Invest Talk. And of course, we're streaming live, 4 to 5 Pacific time every day, Monday through Friday. So we're live right now. And because we're live, we're now going to go talk to Jerry in Palo Alto. How you doing, Jerry? Good. How you doing, Steve? I'm good. 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 All right. Stay with me here on this one. The last uh, okay. few days, I've averaged. So, so I took a loss on, or a I was down on PG&E, averaged down the last two days, so I've recovered pretty good amount, down about a thousand bucks. Okay. And I'm just wondering, okay. are you scared off from that? Do I take the money and run? And then Yamada Gold is at a you know relatively low for what it's been doing the last year or so. Right. Putting some money right. back into that. I I would take the money and run on PC and G. And that's okay. that's that's the uh, utility, everybody. We were talking about it a little earlier, and I put it in the amount of go. All right. Because I think I think go. we've seen the peak in I think we've seen the peak in the dollar, and I think the dollar, if we go into a recession late next year or the year after, gold will start to move up before the recession hits, and so you don't want to be late into the gold. You'd rather be early into the gold. So, and it's been beaten up. What's the symbol of Yamada Gold? What's that symbol? A-U-Y. A-U-Y. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think you I think you go with Yamada Gold. A-U-Y. Yeah. Canadian companies in the mining exploration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's a pretty good, solid, financially solid company. Yes. I would... I would feel more comfortable moving to gold than in the utility. Now, but don't I go crazy on me, Jerry. Survives the weekend. Yeah. yeah, they will. They will. But don't <laughs> go crazy. Me. Don't fill up your whole portfolio with gold. That's not how you do it. But yeah, yeah. Right, right. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I'm taking eight feet. Thanks, Jerry. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we are live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time, as we are Monday through Friday. We also can call our same number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you we're not live, you can leave your question on that number. And we'll get to it on the next show. And be sure to, if you don't want to listen to a live, you can listen to us anytime. You can, through podcasting. You can download it through iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And then you can rate us. When you, when you, I would love to see the ratings. I really do. And now the lines are open. We're taking your financial investing questions live. The number is 888 chart. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. And that can help make you a better investor. 
And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and across all InvestTalk platforms, broadcast radio, live streaming, podcast replays, plus the KPP premium newsletter, InvestTalk webinars, and the new online training class, InvestTalk Academy. Principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California KPP Financial Office or by sending them a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Bobby from Atlanta, Georgia. What do you think of sealed air products? The ticker symbol is S as a SAM, E as an ECHO, E as an ECHO. I look forward to hearing the answer on the next show. Thank you. Bye. I like them. We bought them. I own it. It's called Sealed Air Corporation. Manufactures packaging-related materials and systems for food and industrial, medical, and consumer applications. I like that they do packaging in the food, industrial, and medical. Medical and food means that their sales will stay up even even in an economic down cycle. Now, I'm not, I'm not in love with it. I'm not going to hold on to it forever. It's a $5.7 billion company. It's going to make $2.43 this year. That's up 34% from last year. And then next year, it's estimated to go up another 11% to $2.69 a share. It's a $36 stock. P.E. ratio, current P.E. ratio is about uh, 15 or so, okay? Uh, return on equity is 90%. That's huge. I love that. They do have a bit of debt, and that's what worries me the most. That's why I probably won't hold on to it for that long. It bought them in October and has made a rally from a low of 30 to 36.74 now. It's just now hitting resistance, hitting the 50-day moving average. And for those who took the class on Thursday, you know that that's overhead resistance, that first moving average of 50-day moving average. And so it's probably going to hesitate here. If it breaks through here, the 100-day is at $39, and the 200-day is at $41. If it gets above $41, that would be very positive for the company. Remember, it's $36.74. So it's hitting its first resistance point now, and we'll see how it does. Uh, I don't think I'm a very long-term holder of this. I'm not. I'm, I'm bu- we're buying this more for a, a short, shorter term, maybe you know, less than a year. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. What do you want to talk about? Three out of 10 families are financially healthy. That means seven out of 10 are not. This is a survey of 5,000 families, 5,000 American families. 44% say their monthly expenses exceeds their monthly income. Right there, that's a problem. You need to reduce your expenses or you need to re- increase your income. And, you know, I hear a lot, well, I'm working full-time. Get a second job or cut down your expenses. And you know what? I, I, my, that sounds kind of mean, I guess. But I've worked as much as three jobs at one time in my lifetime. It's doable. You know, weekend job, after work job. I mean, you, you do what you have to do. Okay, but you don't spend more money than you make. That's what you don't do. 
Okay, uh, 44% say they spend more money than they make every month. 42% have no retirement. 29% don't have uh, enough money to last six months. They don't have enough money saved. The um, median current savings rate, uh, how much money people have saved, is $11,700. Those are kind of depressing numbers, everybody. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. On Friday's show, well, this is our Friday show. We're heading into the finish line. We only got about 10 minutes left. So at the moment, I'm taking your calls live at 888 99Chart. On the next Invest Talk, with median credit card household debt at $2,300, you should have a strategy for debt repayment, especially when dealing with more than just a single balance or loan. That story, Monday. But now Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve, this is Doug in Tom's over in New Jersey. I'm considering looking at financial services company called Key Corp, K-E-Y. I was just wondering, I mean, that stock has really been trending downwards, and I was wondering if you think there's a bottom in sight. Looks like it pays a decent dividend. They've been in business for a while. It's a $17 billion market cap corporation. So I'd just like to know uh, what your thoughts are. Thanks. Bye. Okay, this is in a banking, super regional bank is what it, the sector it's in. Key Corporation, holding company for a key bank national association operating via 11, almost 1,200 branch offices in 15 states. It's making good money. Its earnings are going up nicely. Sales are strong, 5 to 10% per quarter for the last year. Uh, so all those things are good. Uh, why has the stock fallen? Well, this fell along with the stock market, and a lot of the banks have fallen off. Uh, it stopped falling at $16.50, and that was right at the end of uh, October. Made a run up to 1875 now it's back down to 1829 is it a good buy at this price? Uh, I would say yes, because that means that based on next year's earnings, it'll tell you 10 PE. Banks, of course, suffer along with every other financial institution in recession. So that's the thing you really got to worry about. Uh, and we're, we're, I think we're still pretty far away from a recession. It could be sooner, but I don't think so. Um, so yeah, this is probably... You know, I might wait a little bit longer because the market is weak, but I think this is a good buy point. I think it's hitting some big, it's 50-day moving average, which is a lot of overhead resistance, $19.14. You could wait till it breaks above that, and that would be a better sign that it's going to break through and keep going higher. But KeyCorp, K-E-Y, everybody, banking. Let's go to Bill in Northern California. How you doing, Bill? Oh, thank you, Steve. Just fine. Um, Nutrien Limited, uh, NPR. Okay. Nutrien. Do you want to buy it? Uh, I already own some, and I just wondered. I have it more of a, as a long-term hold, and it has a good, uh, well, it just started in January, but it was a carryover from uh, Potash Corporation. Okay. Merger, and, um I just wanted yeah. to have a long-term hold with a good dividend. What do you think? 
Yeah, it's it's a nutrient limited NTR manufactured fertilizers and related industrial feed products in the U.S., Canada, and Trinidad. Why Trinidad? I don't know, but Trinidad too. Uh, earnings are going to be very strong. Though so obviously they purchased a big. Uh, you say they purchased potash. Uh, it was a merger of uh, potash and I can't uh, think uh, of the uh, other uh, company uh, currently. Yeah. I, okay. It's a thirty-three billion dollar company, so it's getting it's kind of odd because the earnings go like from two thousand seventy forty-five cents a share to this year two dollars and seventy-two cents a share. So you can tell that that's not by internal growth. They had to buy something or merge with somebody, and so it's more different. You know, sales have skyrocketed obviously because of the merger. So it's a little bit different. I think it might have been to try to. It might have been most. Go ahead. Mosaic might have been the other company, if I recall correctly. Ah, okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to type in potash, and they no longer exist, so P-O-T was to be potash. Uh, simple. Interesting. Um, okay, uh, I, I think the numbers look pretty decent, but it's kind of on the expensive side. And this, these kinds of companies, these fertilizer companies, are very, very cyclical meaning they're, they're super attached to the economic cycle. And your question then should be, well, are, are we at the peak of the cycle? And I'm going to say we are. So I don't know if I would take on a bigger position or a position in this company simply because it's, it's probably at a peak and there may not be a lot of room to the upside. Now that dividend is pretty secure. I don't think you should fear the dividend. That that's going to be, you know, the 3.2% dividend. If you're holding it for the dividend, that's fine. You'll be fine. But I don't know if I take any more of the position because of the lateness of the economic cycle. Bill, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Peasley, everybody, and this completes another Investop program. It went by pretty fast, and I thank you for your loyal support. I do, and all your questions. Appreciate that. And I'm always doing this program for you every Monday through Friday. Well, Justin does it on Monday, so he'll be here on Monday. I'll be back on Tuesday. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer, Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.